0: Well, everybody's heard about the bird. The bird, 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 the bird is a winner. Oh, well, the bird, 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 well, the bird is a the bird, 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 the bird is a the bird, 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 the bird is a the bird, bird, bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. The bird is a winner. Well, the bird, 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 the well, bird is a winner. the well, bird, 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 the well, bird, bird, bird. Well, bird is a winner. the well, bird, 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 bird. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. I was going to try to steal someone else's intro gimmick, but I didn't have that planned but welcome to the show that is
1: grown men watch this shit now chris Mm -hmm. what intro were you going to steal friend
0: I actually hadn't planned that far ahead. I just remembered our gimmick from last time stealing Jericho's, and I was trying to go something okay. off off the top of my head, but it just okay. didn't work. <laughs> I, I
1: thought the gimmick was that you were trying to think of one then and just couldn't, not that you were trying to fall upon something else. So uh, well, either way, let's do uh, – hang on, hang on. What's going on? What the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck? What the fuck are That's that's Mark Maron. So we'll still we'll steal that one.
0: Excellent. All right, we've we've got this gimmick continuing now. Tick. <laughs> 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 All right. And on that note, uh, in addition to to our beautiful selves that you, in theory, know from prior episodes. We have a a third man in the booth, uh, the third of the three amigos in actual fact. Welcome back to the show, our roving Mexican reporter who may actually not be Mexican but occasionally goes to Mexican shows, John Craft. Thanks for having
2: me guys, it's been a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. last time we saw you was in uh, New York, right?
2: Yeah, New York City. We recorded at Hooters. We Literally do.
1: the other side of the country, the other side of the world for Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been too long, John.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. And uh,
2: it's it's been good. Lots lots has gone
0: down. Mm-hmm. And uh, in theory, you have you've gone to another one of those wrestling shows, I believe.
2: Yeah, I do spend all of my credit card travel points on wrestling shows, so I uh. Yep, just another another one in the books. Another great trip to Las Vegas.
0: Lovely, Pretty beautiful trip, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas hey, speaking of your um, working that out with your credit card points. I just did my, my tax recently, which is really fun. Uh, but I um just quietly hope that the tax man isn't listening to this because that may get me in trouble. Uh, but I worked out. I was able to if actually. If the tax man
1: listening, I've never designed a T-shirt for anyone
0: ever <laughs> in my life. <laughs> But I worked out every one of my wrestling trips for the financial year of twenty seven, No, 2018 to... Fuck, I can't even remember. This shit confuses me, man. But whenever it was, I got like four... Well, you can write that shit off? Yeah, well, yeah, you I should, do we because... We should get a
2: Grown Man Watch This Shit LLC and write it all off.
0: Well, I write mine off as a as a graphic designer because you see all of these trips uh, uh graphic design and marketing-related and uh, all of the art galleries and stuff that I go to, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I should
1: be an
0: LLC and right minor. Height, yeah, dammit. yeah. I, I, like, actually, I think I got, like, 30 grand worth of deductions from wrestling shows, mostly. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, yeah,
1: how much money really do you go. end
0: up getting back in the long run? Well... Or, I mean, if you wanted to, don't, you don't mind giving up the Iggy, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I don't enjoy paying tax at the best of times. So I just had, like, my, you know, as a... Um, as a freelancer as you as you would an independent whatever um i uh I, I just sort of pay whatever the government sort of thinks I'm gonna pay i like pay it in advance on a quarterly basis, so normally I'm yeah. used to you know having this tax time and then they're being like, all right, give us another fucking six grand or you know another three grand on top of that, like it's fucked um but this time got it back, they gave me twenty five hundred dollars, good going, yeah. So more people should wrestling trips. Yeah, go on wrestling trips and, and somehow, you know, make them work related and bada, bada, bing, bada, boom. There you go.
2: That's right. Before ladies we
1: and
2: gentlemen, carry on. The
1: best, the worst tax advice. Uh, <laughs> hey, before we started the show, I actually do uh, do. My negligence in watching a lot of wrestling in preparation for the podcast. Uh, I had neglected to order food, so uh, I ordered some food. So at some point during this podcast, have a way, I, will let you, I will let you know that I am leaving to go get this food, or I will go silent for a period and you might ask me a question. I just won't be there. So in roughly 12 minutes time, I will have fried seafood arriving at my domicile Ooh. and I will have to run to get it. Dang, so, that sounds uh, nice. Yeah. Well, please give me a little heads up.
0: Please treat it exactly so it like – right I was going to say please treat it exactly like when I have a, a pee break. And then John and I will, will keep ourselves entertained while you yeah, – Just set yourself. things on the wall. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jonathan, let's start uh, – before, you know, I don't want to rudely interrupt you later for my food. But first off, when did you get into beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada?
2: Uh, Friday morning and I left Monday night.
1: Mm. Mm. So quick pop Chris, in we and have out. A
2: holiday here called Memorial Day weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, so it's a nice long weekend here that we do in the United States. And I was off work that Monday. I took the Friday off, just, you know, take one day off and made a little thing out of it. So I was able uh, to catch a couple shows.
1: I'm just familiar with little things.
0: That's what she said. I got him. I got him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so well, what you first do when you, you got him. Uh, sponsored by Blue Chew, right? Speaking of that. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're we'll continuing our Blue, 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 Blue Chew, Chew gimmick from last, <laughs> last week episode.
2: You know, I I have some Mexican Viagra too. Uh, we could see if they want to sponsor.
1: Excellent. What's funny is when, when we were we were hanging out in uh, New York. John's like, uh, I got a Mexican Viagra if you want one. And I'm like, I was considering it, and I'm like, Alicia, should I grab one? She's like, you don't need that. And I'm like, it was both simultaneously like awesome, but at the same time like, but if I had it, just imagine.
2: Oh, you, you don't tell her. I mean, I, so the first time I did it, well, I she, I would,
1: know. she would know. She would know. <laughs> all of a
2: sudden everything's working like it should right yeah the first time I uh, I grabbed a box for a friend he just you know gave me some cash and then he got laid off from his job and moved to South Dakota moved back in with his rents so I had this box and I didn't know what to do with it so I you know I figured I, I'd try one
1: pills for and uh I,
2: I did not tell my uh my, my woman that I was taking it until after when she was like, what the fuck was that? And I told her, and she said, wow, I'm really glad you didn't tell me beforehand, but since you told me after, yeah, I mean, whatever. Take it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Like, Well, yeah, it'd be fun. It's not that I'm not good and bad. What I'm saying is I'm clear, I'm sure that when you do Viagra, as you've you've said, uh, it's definitely quite a different experience for your lady friend who's experienced with you. I've been dating for a year. All of a sudden, I come in like a jackhammer. She's like, what the fuck's going on over here? Yeah. I mean, you know,
2: I don't, I don't, I don't need it necessarily. It's just, uh, oh, no one it's needs it, just, it's no. just depressing. <laughs> Plus, you yes. know, I mean, let's face it. I'm 31 now. Like what if we want to have some long, crazy date night, you know, with three or four rounds? I mean, I'm not 21 yeah, anymore.
0: But for
1: performance-enhancing so. drugs, sometimes when you yeah. go on the field, you gotta have a little bit of
0: extra ammunition, right, Chris? Sometimes it's good to just know that you know you got that in the back of your mind. It's just a little bit extra confidence. You may not actually need it, but but it's good to know that it's there. Oh. You know. Well, yeah. No, if you're taking a Viagra
1: pill, you're, you're It's good to know that it's in my system just in case I want to fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: show is sponsored by Mexican sildenafil. <laughs> i oh, that'd boners. be the sponsorship I'd want, the the Mexican, the Mexican rip-off shit, brand. not Blue
1: chew <laughs> comes in, like no, we're trying to go for that generic Mexican shit. I'm sorry, bro.
0: But no, so specifically after we were talking about this last time, I was thinking and I was like, wait, so what is the added benefit like? So after after you've done your business, like in in theory, you know, that, that's keeping you But you go longer you like wear her out so You're it like, so it just gives hell? you a more than one round so after you uh, uh extend
2: bust- your your stamina so to speak what it does is it's kind of like the workout supplement uh you know too.
0: wait so it's, it's improving uh, your uh, cardiovascular yeah. performance as well
2: well so what it does is it increases the size of your it dilates your blood vessels your schwans brah yeah yeah so so, you know, for example, if you take the NO2 workout supplement, you get a bigger pump in your muscles because it expands your blood vessels. Mm-hmm. The same things happens in your dick. So it uh, it, it encourages a, cut, an erection. Cut. It does not make it last longer. But if you ever remember your teenage days where, you you know, you'd finish and it would just not still not go down. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. It's so, really,
1: right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 all
0: right. In theory, you're going to get two or three <laughs> goes out of this as opposed to, to just the one. That That's kind of the long game we're talking here.
1: Well, it depends. If you're lazy still, you might only be able to get that one in there and your dick's just standing up like everyone's awkward. Like, well, you still got that erection and we're just kind of
0: hanging out now. So, I mean, is this yeah, good yeah. for, like, generally, like, like fast finishers? Like, this will kind of ex- extend them out? No. Or if, if you're still a fast finisher, no. you're just going to get, like... No, the
2: only way to be a fast finisher is uh, if you finish and you play it cool and just say, hey, I still have the same boner, let's just keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Interesting
2: yeah. stuff. So, on the odd track... You to your oh, gist, like, into
1: stuff. your hand and throw it over your shoulder? Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't even happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, baby, kind of broke. Just off. Well, it about the look.
2: wall. Yeah. On no o- o- the odd chance that there is even a single lady listening to this, I, uh, I have my Courtney
1: <laughs> Courtney's definitely listening.
0: <laughs> Not you, Courtney. Called. This yeah. is my yeah, favorite I hate, I preamble so far. It's face.
1: like, well, did you guys go to the barrel Talk? I didn't care for it at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, these, these Facebook comments would be insane. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, let's let's move on to wrestling. So
0: <laughs> being a seven, Still talking about their have you
1: got into uh,
0: So we're definitely finished you know, talking tickets. about boners. Just just No, boner
1: talk is done. No All right. more dick talk.
0: Alright, just wanna <laughs> make sure we, we we put a, pen to- a tent post in this podcast at, at eleven What's minutes <laughs> and a half. We're no longer <laughs> talking about hard dicks and dick pills. Send that we'll send that bit to Blue Chew
1: for the sponsorship. <laughs> That carry on. <laughs> so, did you actually uh, outside of well, clearly Double or Nothing is something we all enjoyed, and you enjoyed in person. Did you do anything when you first got into town, non-wrestling related, or was it immediately like Starcast and all that bullshit?
2: Uh, actually, I did not make it to Starcast the entire time. Ooh. I uh, I had some different friends in Vegas I wanted to see, mm-hmm. I and mean, I wanted to catch Starcast. But you know, as far as what I heard, everything cool you had to pay, get a wristband and.
0: That's, you know, I just generally I the way to these drop, things work. They they want money for providing. But the also, some service. people who have wristbands. Sometimes
1: I heard that some people got like turned away, like they weren't accepting wristbands at some points because shit got fucked up. So even sometimes people with wristbands didn't get into the building.
2: Yeah, you know, I I definitely wanted to check it out, and I was I was thinking about it. Um, I'll tell you the the cool thing that started my trip, but it it is wrestling related. Um, I get to the airport. Kind of early. I think I was flying out. At, I don't know, 9:30 or 9:45 or so. Flight gets delayed an hour. I'm walking around. I notice there's probably eight or ten different people in wrestling shirts talking to a couple guys. They live in Denver, whatever. Then I uh, walk down, hit the restroom, and as I'm walking back, I see this other guy uh, with what I thought was a wrestling revolver shirt. And uh, I just sit down next to him, kind of waiting up a word. And I say, "Hey, uh, you going for the?" Said, "You going for the wrestling shows too?" And he goes. Uh, kind of. And I think we all know what that means. It might be arrested. So I'm like looking at him and I'm like, I don't, I don't recognize this guy. There was no shows that were in town this week and I don't recognize him from the locals. And, uh, I don't know why I didn't recognize him. Cause I actually started talking to him and I mentioned the Lucha Libre Laugh show and he says, Oh yeah, I was supposed to work that last year, but, uh, my flight got canceled. And then I remembered who that person might've been. And I uh, asked him to repeat his name because I just didn't catch it the first time and it was it was Matt Cross. And, oh
0: my uh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so Son like, of it, Havoc it, himself.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and I was like, oh man, sorry, I just like didn't recognize you because I had no idea. What are you doing in Denver? I was like, I didn't hear you. He's like, oh, we just got to lay over. Um, but he had mentioned that uh, first off, he wanted me to apologize to Nick up and down and let him know he's, he's not a prick and that his flight did get canceled and he was really worried that you know Nick might have thought that he got booked for something better or something. and
1: He was just a yeah. really
2: nice guy. Uh, I did realize, and just a quick plug for him, that it did not say wrestling on a shirt. It said wrestling forever, which is ah, his brand. Ah, that's his
0: gimmick, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's his brand, and that was a, a new shirt. And I'm pretty sure the picture he had posted, he posted a picture that morning on his website or on his Twitter advertising that shirt. And I'm pretty sure it was taken to the Denver Airport. You're so like, uh,
1: well, I yeah. met this hipster goofball. I'm not sure who he is. Oh, shit, Matt Cross legend. All right, cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I I kind of, you know, just kind of laughed when he said it. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I've never seen you up close or anything. And half the time I've seen you, you had a mask on. So nice, nice talk. Really, I really nice. I've never seen you up close time.
1: just from outside your window.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I said. He loved it. That's good. Uh yeah, but he said he was uh flying in because he was he was talking to his buddy about the suburban fight and not knowing exactly who was on the card. So uh, I mentioned the, the couple matches that I'd heard and I said, And and somebody's wrestling Chris Bay and he's like, Yeah, I'm wrestling Chris Bay And so I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So we're starting to talk a while and, and we're actually having, I mean, lots of good conversation just about, you know, anything and everything, a lot of it being wrestling, but uh, you know, just kinda shooting the shit really, nothing you know, I'm not, like, asking about his career or anything. And then, uh, so we we take the flight. Then after I get off the flight, uh, he and I both exit the airplane around the same time. His buddy's gone, and we're both trying to navigate to, uh, you know, the bag check or uh, baggage claim. And then uh, we, you know, end up basically taking a tour of the restroom and then trying to find the Uber pickup together. So he and I walked around for probably about 30 minutes just kind of, you know, talking and, and whatever. And, uh, you know, he said, if I... Made it out to Starcast or Suburban Fights. Make sure to say hi and uh, everything like that. It's a really, really nice guy. Uh, extremely nice guy. Uh, yeah, I heard know, that from multiple happy.
0: sources. M Dog Twenty, great yeah, guy. Yeah. What was that? M Dog Twenty is just a great guy. I've heard this from M-dog. quite pretty much yeah. everyone that no, ever I, meets him.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was he was super nice. I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, we we're just having everyday normal conversation, but. I didn't figure he wanted to keep going past five minutes or anything. And, you know, as we realized we kept going the same places, he was like, Well, you know, hey, we're gonna find all these places together, man. Like, let's just keep keep walking around. And uh so yeah, that was I mean, that was this the first nice way to really kick it off. Is I would I wouldn't even expect him to, you know, see a, a wrestler flying out of Denver or anything. Uh but actually one of the guys that got his big break uh from Lucha Libre and Laps and another Denver wrestling company. He's now working at Championship Wrestling in Hollywood. Uh Jeremy, you might know him because I think he's done some defy work as well. It's Royce Isaac.
1: Oh and yeah. For he,
2: sure. Yeah, he he's a great guy too, man. He was at uh he wrestled at that uh Black Craft show after spring break and I was trying to meet up with him but didn't get a chance. African
1: American craft. African American craft. <laughs> African American craft. Uh, yes yeah, so so uh, you know, Royce
2: was on the show and we were talking, he knows Royce too and everything like that. And uh yeah so that was just the worst that happened i ended up at my hotel just kind of you know relaxing and getting cleaned up for a while and yeah, uh God. yeah no i i, I <laughs> I'm
1: yeah. yeah i wish podcasts yeah. podcast like you could just drop in the audio and people didn't realize you said something and they keep talking <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, so I was jerking off, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Go
1: on, go on.
2: Then after I finished, I uh, <laughs> ate some hot wings. Did not watch. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: yeah, so I mean, that, it was it was a good way to start it. And then uh, you know, I got to town, and so Friday was. I, I mostly hung around with some some of the friends that I had in Vegas. So Friday was Fight Capital Pro, and as far as I was aware, it, it, the show started at eleven. Turns out doors were at eleven. Uh, but it was on Fremont Street, which if you guys have ever been to Vegas, it's uh, you know, kind of like where all the cheaper casinos are. I love Fremont. And uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like old Vegas. So you can still find you know, $5 table minimums on the weekend, $30 rooms, things like that. So nice. it's a really good place. Uh, also, Matt had informed me that he was in town for Punk Rock Bowling, which is a punk rock uh, festival that was three days, multiple bars. Did it involve bowling? Rancid, the festivals. yeah, punk rock bowling was the name of it. But so did you bowl
0: during the punk rock?
2: I don't, I, I don't know. I think it was just concerts. Um, but it was also on Fremont too, because when I was trying to find the wrestling ring that was outside on Fremont, uh, which was great. The, the I mean, the venue was great. You know, you're under the stars and there's all these crazy lights around, and you're not like cooped up inside. It was great weather. It was great. Uh, but when I was walking around, I had the idea uh, with my friends, "Hey, let's just try to find some wrestling fans, and follow them." Well, wrestling fans and punk rock fans look very, very, very similar, and uh, it was shirts. just a big old clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah, yep, black shirts and you know, studded jean denim vest jacket things and whatever. Uh, so it was really good. You know, we get to the show, and first off. I you know give want to give a shout out to all the PWG friends that we've all kind of made over the years. They showed up in force. So I should have said we because uh, you know we're all in. it by now, uh, there are probably sixty of us. And most of them came from LA, but a lot of people you know kind of come from you know just different places all over. Saw my, the very first friend I ever made at PWG, Ali, was the first person I met up with, and everybody else just started trickling in. I saw I saw Hollywood Josh. I so uh, I saw Big Josh. I, I mean, I saw Norm. I mean, I saw I saw everybody. Everybody was there. Uh, and what was really really funny? So this this ticket was twenty five bucks for a general admission seat, uh, unless you paid forty five for a front row. Well, we get there, all the chairs are out. You know, I kind of I get my I just set like my stuff down at a second or like a, a drink down at the second row seat. And then they start bringing out all these kind of sleazy velvet Las Vegas couches, and those Ooh. are going to be the new front row. So, so we all just shift up a row, and you know we we it's like an open bar. So we we've got we've got like two hours before the show starts, and we're all just kind of hanging out and like standing, we're like sitting on the ring and doing different things like that, and you could tell that all these people that you know we're just showing up with a couple people whatever we're getting kind of irritated as like, like who the hell are these guys and you know different people would like like, set my seat and I'd be like hey man that's my seat and they'd be like well I don't I don't see you in it and 60 people would just stop what they were doing and stare at this guy until he got up so it was really kind of cool or like, or like one person would kind of near the front of the drink line and they'd been in line for drinks for like 30 minutes and then like 15 of us would just roll over and stand by him. And you could tell, like, everybody hated us because nobody knew who we were. All I knew is we were, like, 60 or 80 people deep at a wrestling show. Nobody wanted to fuck with us. So
0: that was kind of cool. A gang. Uh, you're, you're telling me you basically had a, a wrestling gang? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it,
2: it was a traveling wrestling gang, yeah.
0: It was
1: MDK? And, uh... <laughs>
2: murder, death, kill. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you do much was, of the uh, murder,
1: death, killing? The M in this one sounds for Marking.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, we, we we all just kind of like hung out, and caught up and everything, and you know after the show was over, we all took the uh, the group picture that we always do um but it but it was great, and now I could not find these results posted anywhere, so I'll kind of tell you how this went down.
0: so we are just gone from but, your fuzzy recollections is that right uh actually i was I was very
2: sober all weekend um uh-huh. I've really tried to uh, cut- i I've, I've tried to pull a Jeremy and cut back on drink. I haven't drank in like. Twenty-five days.
1: And I'm the opposite. Drinking,
0: I'm, well, I've, I've, I'm I've been... three beers deep. <laughs> I was yeah, gonna say I'll I've been picking pizza. this up for the both of you. I, I drank a lot last night. I've decided not <laughs> to drink during the week, <laughs> but drink. <laughs>
2: like, Sorry, have well, been Drinking, thing. I start drinking. If I quit drinking, you start I mean, You know, there's yeah. alcohol has to be consumed it's, in the world. It's
1: basically,
0: know. a baton. Alcohol is a
1: great thing. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> Here's the thing: I, I I don't drink as frequently as I did before do drink on the weekends, but during the week I don't drink, except for I like to drink on a podcast night because it helps me, you know, loosen up a little bit. The anxiety fades away, and we just Lubric have a good old Lubricates
0: the cockles. You got it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Zing.
1: <laughs> but anyway, carry on,
0: Jonathan. Well, hate, so, everyone well,
1: hates you guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, it, the people that started sitting around us like, and they all kind of realized we knew each other. And they, these guys, these was a, a girl and guy from England. They were just in town of Vegas. And the guy had watched wrestling way back in the day and just kind of heard that there was a show. The girl had never watched anything. And, you know, I was like constantly, you know, like wiggling back through to go to my seat and like, you know, getting back up and everything like that. So after a while, I just, you know, said, Hey, you're sitting by us. Like, you know, what's your name? And, and then they started talking and kind of got their background. And they were like, Who, who are you guys? Like, who's this massive group of people? So we basically just like kind of brought them into the crew. And uh, you know, they're nice people. They they didn't know what they were watching. Now, before the show, just you know, like kind of what the card was, it was a tag team tournament with four teams. And then the So what's uh, the group
0: to start with? Like, because I saw this show announced and I didn't really know that is it is it like an ongoing kind of a a Fed that's based in in Vegas, or is this more of a one off type of show? Um I,
2: I think they've only had one. I heard a rumor that it was Teddy Hart's promotion, but I have not found anything to back that up. Plus, I, I met who I thought was the promoter. He uh, just seemed like, I mean, I, I hope he doesn't list me, it seemed like kind of a dipshit. And uh, what I did see was, so the Samoan dynasty was there. And the Samoan dynasty, like, I mean, the whole family was there. They were like grabbing this guy by his collar, like before the shirt or before the show, by the merch table, and they were arguing about what I assumed was how much they were getting paid. And from what I heard from one of the PWG guys, they didn't want to go on, and one of the guys had to grease the wheels a little bit and uh, give them some extra money just so they'd kind of like chill out and put on a good show. Now, all I know is, that, I mean, this dude looked like he's about to get his ass kicked. So that was going on. Nobody could really just figure out what the hell was going on. All, like all we saw was that they were like screaming at each other, and this guy was looking terrified, and you know Fatu got in his face, and uh, it was it was just not great. So, well, to be fair, from a wrestling right,
0: perspective, if this uh, promoter in theory hasn't done is in you know his first handful of shows, uh, and perhaps as you said, is a bit of a dipshit. Uh, there can be certain <laughs> things that a promoter, a, a green promoter does that Alleged pisses picture. off Alleged. talent. I mean, I remember for my wrestling days, I, it was one wrestling promoter actually had to grab uh, by the scruff of his neck and drag to an ATM and hold him against the ATM till he got out my payday. In theory, I may have robbed him on that that night, but to <laughs> me, I felt justified. <laughs> Dark my, my good friend chris robbing a guy yeah no i <laughs> fucking hate wrestling promoters um <laughs> i think it was after the show so i probably still had like eyeliner so and shit theater. on He'll still like had
1: oh
0: yeah
1: what when you okay. see have you seen the picture of chris and his gimmick uh john
2: from back in the day on the space yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like, wow, that's that
2: same guy. Can't believe it. <laughs> ah, wow, it looks a lot scarier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look,
1: anyway, carry on. Anyway, you continue. You ever. Well, so in the house?
2: To, yeah. So I'm trying to remember exactly who was all going to be on the card, but it was basically there were going to be four tag team matches, and uh, and then the the final round was going to be a four way elimination. Uh, there was Heart Foundation. There was, I think it was Chris Bay and Human Tornado, but I might be getting oh, shit. things mixed human up. Human Tornado
0: like, was on this show.
2: Human Tornado was there. Yeah, amazing. Um, I love me some. people. was. Uh,
1: I really hope for your sake you didn't get anybody confused because it couldn't be a racial situation. that would be embarrassing
2: <laughs> for you. No, I just don't know if Chris Bay and Human I'm Tornado. They
1: the don't worry about it. I'm <laughs> just Uh-oh. funny with you. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. The teams are kind of getting mixed up right now, but uh, let's see. Marty the Moth. Uh Nick Gage and Jimmy Lloyd were a team. Oh yeah. Uh, Evans teamed with Oh god, I forgot. Uh but yeah, Jack Evans was there. It was so I mean it was a it was a decent card, but that's from right. what we could tell before the show started, it was just gonna be an absolute shit show.
1: Wait, was that with and, uh, cool dad Chris Ross on it?
2: I don't think so. It might he be. was like he
1: was tagging with Jimmy Lloyd on something.
2: No, no. Nick Gage tagged with Jamie Lloyd. Oh,
1: okay, never mind. Sorry.
2: Yeah, which was kind of weird to see because you know normally they're like beating the ever living shit out of each other. Um. Uh, so yeah. So anyways, it opens up, and uh, Joey Janela comes out. He gets in the ring. He's shit faced, and he's just like, "I have no idea what I'm doing here." They asked me to get in in the ring and fire you guys up, drunk as shit. And then he's like. Guess what, everybody? We got the D's Nuts guy here from the from the D's Nuts uh meme. And uh, which for anybody that doesn't know, it's uh a, a short, kind of underdeveloped, uh, I'm 90% sure uh mentally challenged uh little guy. And uh, he, had, he had like a, a front row seat on the couch next to my next to my friend. And so he's like, D's nuts guy, get the ring. And so he gets the ring and everybody starts chanting D's nuts, D's nuts, and you can tell that he's like a Vegas personality by this point, you know, kind of like that's all he has to go off of, and he's literally wearing a dsnuts.com t-shirt. That's all it says. It's a black shirt, with white writing. It says nuts. He's also got got him. Yeah, got his other
1: thing yeah. got him. That's,
2: yeah. Well, he he didn't he didn't say that this time. All he kept saying so. Well, Joey's like he's he's just you know he's just drunk, kind of rambling, just you know partying yeah, Joey and like getting everybody fired up.
0: Joey, by the way.
2: He was great at it. He was great at it. Well, this guy is like, hey, and he starts like talking in his ear, and so we don't know what he's saying. But like two minutes later, you could tell that like Joey's like, why did I bring this guy in the ring? And he's like, I don't know what this guy's trying to tell me to do. I really can't understand him. So he puts the mic in his face, and he's like, oh, I just want you to tell everybody to chant D's nuts. And he's like, we've been doing that the whole time, man. So (laughs) he's finally like. Finally, he's like, get out of the ring. Just get out of the ring. So he he goes to the corner of the ring, and he hasn't gotten out yet. And Joey runs at him. Like, he's about to, like, just launch on him. And the guy, like, cowers. And then he's like, oh, I'm stuck with you, man. So the guy gets Get out of the, the ring, fuck and out sits there, the, ring, D's to the nuts.
1: What are you doing? We have a you show to start. You told me that Joey Janela picked on the disabled.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you go that far. You could, I mean, you can <laughs> tell how scared he got. He was like, he like, he like apologized to everybody. Uh, now, before before all this happened, before the show started, there were these two guys. I assume they're local workers. They were dressed like little gay cops, like I think I think like a Lieutenant Dangle type of thing, with like short denim shorts and whatever and they were walking around with super soakers full of tequila and they were blasting people in the face which was going all over the place because if you've ever shot a super soaker it's not exactly like a perfect stream it's kind of like when you pf sex it's going all over the place <laughs> so those guys get in the ring and joey, joey takes a shot and everything like that And you know they're like yeah, sprang- how we
1: dropped the cock talk segment the cock talk <laughs> was over john
2: oh man well you can never get enough cock on this show so no uh <laughs> it's it like, and, and there was like a band before. I mean, it was it was like a good little like variety show setup, um, and we all thought it was gonna be really bad. And so, anyways, Joey gets out of the ring. The matches start, uh, and it's these cops versus the Samoan dynasty, and it's like just a quick squash, and then uh, you know more matches and more matches. So Nick Gage and Jimmy Lloyd get beat by. I think it was uh, the Jack Evans team. I'm not quite sure. And so they get beat, and I'm like, whoa, like, not what I was expecting. Well, Nick Gage starts beating the shit out of Jimmy Lloyd and goes, we don't do this pussy-ass tag team bullshit. Jimmy Lloyd, I want a death match with you tonight. And we're all like, <laughs> whoa, what the fuck? It's great. Like, fired it like, up. We...? Like, we are all just, like, in arms. I mean, we're, like, jumping up and down. Like, nobody said we were going to death match. Like, this this is going to be great. And that ended up being the main event.
0: Yeah, I saw a so, thing on Twitter about this. It was like, it's like 3 a.m. and there's a death match going on. I think that was from Hollywood Josh, actually. And I was like, that sounds uh, fucking amazing.
2: It, so this, you know, like I said, we, we were really kind of writing the show off in our heads. And uh, I I will tell you, by the time it was all said and done, like, it, it it was like on par with spring break. I I I I might have and I I don't know for sure but I think I actually had more fun at that show than Double or Nothing. I think Double or Nothing was a better show but like this show was just like I mean, it's kind of like when you go to all the shows Mania Week, and the clusterfuck that is Spring Break is is your favorite show all weekend, right? Like, yeah, so not yeah, yeah. Like comparing that I, to
0: like an actual, legitimately amazing show, like the Madison Square Garden show. You're like that—that that was a better show, but I had more fun at the clusterfuck.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I, and man, I mean, I, and a lot of us were saying that. Like, like, how is Double or Nothing going to follow this? Like, we all thought the show was going to be shit. Um. Uh, Props to the Heart Foundation. So nobody was really wrestling too hard because one, it was outside on the cement. You know, there's a ring, but it was outside on cement. But you can also tell that like they they kind of knew they didn't have to work hard. It was it was a party show, you know, and and all they had to do was be their characters and whatever. Well, you know, Teddy Hart yeah, never shows Teddy up. not never...
0: fuck like that. Right. <laughs> so
2: he does like a Canadian Destroyer, and everybody freaks out, and then he hooks up some sort of like double Canadian Destroyer where you like. Flips two people somehow.
0: Yeah, and then that's his um gets, his his Road Warriors style one, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah.
0: So, so and then
2: he gets on, he he gets like I forgot if, like got on the turnbuckle or got on the Heavy Boys like shoulders, but he did like an avalanche Canadian destroyer. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah, he did the them Warriors all. On, one. I was thinking I this... of Doomsday style. okay Canadian destroyer. It's one of the most insane things ever. Yeah, I remember uh, Jeremy and I saw him do that at the MLW show, and I've seen it a few times since. And it's just such a nuts looking move. It's it's uh, so rad. It
2: cool I mean, like, like it was. It was not this great rig. Uh, Dude, I
0: saw so a
2: crazy
1: I mean, ass. Hang on, hang on, I want to quick just for quick. I saw a crazy ass move just the other day. It was a doomsday like lung blower but to the chest like the guy jumped on the guy with his knees to his chest oh. and they rolled and ended up landing where the guy it's hard to describe but it's like the craziest <laughs> shit i ever seen and I honestly don't understand why the guy giving the move would want to take a back bump like that but hey whatever um, <laughs> moves are getting fucking bananas banana yeah, nuts.
0: Keep, and keep the keep
1: Canadian destroyer what the hell
0: I think Teddy's going to win like move of the, of the year for that one, honestly. I don't think yeah. anyone's topping the, the doomsday Canadian at this stage.
1: Yeah, there's no touching it.
2: Yeah. It was great. I mean, and you could tell because there were a lot of people that like had – there were just people that just like showed up because they were in Vegas, you know? Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck? Is this what wrestling looks like these days? Like the people <laughs> sitting to my right were like, like, dude, I, I don't know who any of these people are and like this is, this is great. And and one of my friends turns to that guy's girlfriend and goes, you don't know how lucky you are that this is your first wrestling show. Like, we've seen a lot of indie shows. Some of them are good. and A lot of them are bad. And this show we all thought was going to be bad. And it is great. I mean, like, dude, we were just going nuts. And, they, and, like, those couches, you know, they were, like, flying off and, like, landing in people's laps on the couches. The D's Nuts guy kept getting up and trying to talk to the wrestlers during all the matches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you could like, like they, would, they would be like smiling and kind of like playing it off and being like like nobody kind of knew what Joey had experienced because they were in the back or whatever so like he would come up and they'd be like oh it's the D's Nuts guy and like he'd start to talking to him and then like you could see their face kind of click of like how do I get out of this conversation <laughs> uh, just, like, like trying to get out of the ring and like go to the back or everything like that so I mean dude it was an awesome show and I mean and then the death match death match always good uh, it wasn't nearly as, as brutal as the night one spring break, but there were well, light tubes that the amount characters. of like
0: death matches that you see that are to that level that like, you can count on one hand. That was that was fucking a ridiculously insane standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah and also, that...
1: i I watching that back with Jimmy Lloyd. I talked about that spot where he grabbed his throat, yeah, so good, shape. To... but now I realize. He legitimately was grabbing his throat because he thought he got stabbed in the throat. He wasn't <laughs> selling. Like, if you look at the look on his face, it's like, oh, my God, I think the scissors punctured my jugular with the look on his face. Thank God it didn't actually happen. But, yeah, initially I was like, well, that's a little bit much. But then I realized it was a actual human reaction. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 I mean, he literally pulled the scissors out of his neck. I mean, it was up, kind of like they like, a... didn't
1: actually puncture him, but it, like he thought that it actually had like stabbed him. In, like if you watch it back, like he like it pulls out of his throat. Then he looks at his hand and looks sees their blood on him, and like grabs back to his throat like immediately, like a an immediate jerk reaction. Like the guy thought he got stabbed in the fucking throat.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, man. And you know, I talked to Jimmy Lloyd for a minute at uh, an intermission, and I told him too. I was like, you know, I've only just barely begun to even like know who you are and i'm like <laughs> I, I have seen that. well I, I just like I, I i was like really starting to get into like G, i just like i've just recently started getting gcw and stuff and like oh, you know dude. that the northeastern <laughs> wrestling pocket but but you know i'd seen a couple of your matches and and like I like the idea you that you're great. talking
0: to jimmy lloyd and basically like jimmy lloyd i don't know who the fuck you are <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate your What's shit up, <laughs> like,
2: a year ago I didn't and like I've just seen some really really cool shit from you and I'm really excited for this Deathmatch tonight man like like just uh like I saw it spring break and that was that was the most insane thing I've ever seen and dude he was just beaming he was like yeah man like that's how that's how I make my money that's what people want to see and uh he was like I'm so excited like I love wrestling I love getting the shit beat out of me by Nick Gage is literally what he said
0: Amazing and
2: uh, yeah, he, he's like he's done so much for my career and like I I feel like I can take anything and make him look like a million bucks and I mean that's that's what he was telling me it was just like like who else can go in there and be truly murdered by Nick Gage and make him look as good as I do and I was like man I don't think anybody like it was great
0: I mean Jimmy's uh, great like he does the deathmatch stuff but he he can also actually work too like I've seen him have like just rad matches with like Teddy Hart and shit like just actual Really awesome, like non-deathmatch shit. Like he's he's versatile. Yeah, it's really easy it, to yeah. underestimate
1: him based on look. Like it's you want to underestimate the guy and assume like yeah he's just a trash bag fucking deathmatch guy. But yeah, dude can fucking but put I a story. in I mm-hmm.
2: I think that's what I really like about the GCW deathmatches is it's not balance with nothing else. Like they they actually incorporate solid wrestling and solid deathmatch thoughts into it. And mm-hmm. and I think those death matches are are very different than if you watch like old school CZW or something.
0: Unless you're watching like Marcus Crane, in which case you get exactly what you're expecting with death match. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Crane and Schleck. <laughs> I love it though.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, don't get me well, wrong. It was an awesome show. I mean, I, I think everybody was super surprised. They had this referee named Pizza Tie aptly named because he was wearing a pepperoni pizza tie. And they'd be like, the referee calling action, your official is pizza tie. And so we would all just be fucking around with him and be like, fuck you, pizza tie, and flip him off. And he would just be like smiling and laughing and flip us off back. And he'd just be kind of giggling.
0: John. John
1: has fallen underwater.
0: Yeah, that's what I was about to say.
2: He back? Um, Like, all, all four teams just put all their finishers on pizza tie. And he... Laid down. Basically, after all of his ref bump, he didn't. He like laid it in the corner of the ring on his side for like move.
0: What are you well, doing? Was, I mean, you're bobbing for apples, John. <laughs> Can you not hear me? You keep sounding you keep going like, in and out dramatically. Yeah, like you're going underwater or something.
2: Oh, that's what you meant when you said that. Okay, I just kind of laughed. <laughs>
0: uh, just rolling with the punches. Just rolling. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Uh well, Pizza Tie ate shit and uh <laughs> and got job by everybody and and just laid there fake unconscious for about fifteen minutes. Teddy Hart cut obviously a, a million dollar promo on how much he loves the fans after. Um uh, but the mic was bad and you couldn't hear any of
1: it. Did
0: you hear him say God so, bless you? Uh, here, I'll do just, I'll, do, I'll here I'll be
1: I'll do I just wanna let you guys know that it's, it's you guys right here that make this thing all worth it, man. Oh, oh, we fucking love you guys. The guys in the back, man, they really respect Star you. I respect them. You know, <laughs> we're all here for a common purpose, man. You know, we're all fans of wrestling. Pro wrestling, it's the greatest. My uncle Brett. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he did say
2: like thank you to Duckbox and thank you to Cody because we're all here he for this and this is our livelihood. This is how we earn our living. We we bust our asses and we bleed for you and we sweat for you and you guys traveling, you know. No, no, you, you, you nailed the other seventy five percent of it. Yeah,
0: fucking amazing. Uh,
2: yeah, if I wasn't in the second row, I wouldn't have been able to hear what he was saying because the the mic was all super staticky. But I mean, he, he was you know he caught a million dollar promo, man, and and that was great. So when you it was all said and think of the teddy
0: Hot promo. I could listen to that same promo like a hundred times, and I'll never get sick of it.
2: Hell oh, it's great! It's like, like, yeah, everything you hear about the guy is that he's a piece of shit. But every interaction I've ever had with the guy, every match I've ever seen, and You're every not an underage girl makes me think that he's <laughs> a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and it's funny because you know he he like remembers me by this point. He was like, "Hey, where's your girlfriend that wants to hold my cat?" And I was like, "Yeah, she's not here. Yeah, not um, that nice cat anymore." Like, no yeah. All right, like, uh, zing, yeah. He was like, "Weren't you the guy that when I was drunk at the green room, while I, man, yeah, I kept asking you to find me weed, and I kept forgetting that you're not actually in Denver and you're in the same city I'm in, and we don't know anybody." And I was like, "Yeah, that's me." He's like, did "You ever find any weed that night?" And I was like, "No." Do you have any weed tonight? No. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, it's too bad, man. I would have smoked with you if you did." And I was like. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that offer. Like, oh, bro, bummer. I totally would have got stoned on your weed.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, Ted
2: Yeah, it's amazing. But uh, That's so great. I mean, great show. Um, it, it got over at like three in the morning, so kind of just went back and went to bed, and then slept in and pretty much woke up, got ready, went to In and Out Burger, and then went all in or double or nothing.
0: Nice. And so you oh. didn't do any of the uh, around it stuff. Did you see sort of much of the goings on at, at Starcast? Like just the people all lining up and shit. I watched a video. Uh, I think the last episode of um, the Being the Elite, and they had a bit of a recap, and they showed like the lines and, and shit. It, it looked bananas. It looked like just crazy uh, big. I, I mean, I heard some of the stuff didn't quite go uh, to plan. And I I feel honestly like bad more for Conrad because a lot of the cancellations were huh. really out of his hand. But it still sounded like they Jared made the is. best of it.
2: I mean, Ric Flair obviously had to cancel, but that's a health condition. I don't know what happened with Jericho, but I would like to think he had his reasons. I'd um, like to think
0: he just decided to do it, not do it as heel shtick. like, you know what? It was like Fuck heel. these yeah. fans.
2: I mean, that's kind of what I was
0: thinking. I was like, I mean, that's, that's pretty
2: fucking heel.
1: Yeah. Um, Fuck Jared yeah, goes, salt I hate the go. stick he's doing man I honestly I like that he wants to play heel and like do this kayfabe thing but it's, it's too much. She's like going way over the top on something where we know you're a key player in this shit, dude. Like,
0: yeah. no whacks. way, man. No, I love it. I think Come it's amazing. On. I think his his gimmick of like you know making the fans thank him. He's the one that's done all this work and, and like no, bringing like, it I back like to heel part. promos. I think I think him it's trying great. to bury everybody else's. I don't know. I dig it. I, I dig. I do. The, There's you it's know the scary, few people. I, I said it out. The few people that actually maintain kayfabe in, in this era where everyone, are, you know, bullshit on, on Twitter, like, you know, revealing the business. I, I would I, be
1: more I... cool if he was doing a gimmick where he thought he was better than the company. Not that he's not worthy of being – like, he's playing off like he shouldn't even be part of the company. And that's just – well, if you don't think you should be part of the company, then –
0: Get I, I never got that vibe. I think it's more like he's hes the entire reason this company is having the success at its hats. He's the entire reason for their TV deal. He's the entire reason for, um, for the for You should sellouts. add that
1: part up more. Well, Obviously, that's what I've you know, heard in every he
0: promo is, he's done.
1: He's attacking everybody. He doesn't need to attack everybody. I don't. No, I, I, Sorry, I
2: saw it. On. I thought it was just kind of like everybody is here for Kenny Omega, but they should be here for me, and they yeah. were wrestling each other. Yeah. That, that's kind of the way I saw it. Like I'm the Fuck reason this both. sold out. I'm Not out of here. Of
0: Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> Jeremy's done.
2: Right. There was this massive line to get in for double or nothing. I know one of my friends, uh, we were gambling, and one of my friends went to go get in the line, and we were just going to meet up. And uh, they walked. Basically, they had to walk in line for 15 minutes just to find the back of the line like it went through the pool it wow. went all the way through the casino through the pool and then like like half a mile away um, and then so when the doors open we were trying to walk to find them and we just found a door that had just opened and we walked in in five minutes so I mean like we didn't even wait to do like, it. like I, yeah I mean I was literally by the point where I, I found that I was searched by security five minutes later
0: and you didn't miss any so of the was
2: show? No, I didn't miss any of it. And, and neither did my friend. I mean, we just kinda of told him where to go and, and they just met up with us. Um uh, sat with my buddy Nick, the guy that runs Luke Sleeper and Laughs. That was good. We had a good time. There was this annoying guy behind me, and I don't think it was the guy that's gotten blown up today on Twitter or yesterday, but there was this guy behind me
0: Not that the kept guy yelling that pooped that, his uh, pants?
1: Huh?
0: Not the guy that pooped his pants? Did you hear about I didn't that?
1: John, shut up. Chris, go on. (laughs) (laughs) No, there
0: was a whole Reddit thing like about this. This these people that were like, "We had the best time at the show. It was excellent, except for this guy that clearly shit himself and just sat in his seat the entire time. Didn't go clean himself up. Just like sat there the entire show uh, (laughs) while everyone around him." just so fucking grossed out and like people would just like started leaving and like trying to go see watch the show through other parts of the venue it was
1: duke duke mcintyre
0: oh you're gonna
1: have to link me to that box. Where's the poop puns <laughs> bring the poop puns guys
0: <laughs> so john i hope you consider yourself lucky with whatever fan issues you had nearby at least you weren't putting up with pooped pants
2: yeah, the only thing I dealt with was there was a guy behind me that kept yelling during uh, the Nyla Rose segment. Uh, That's a dude. Get her out of the ring. That's a dude. And like we all just kind of told him to shut up. And he did. It was not the guy that got banned by the Bucks for many future AEW shows, um, which I don't know. Did you guys hear about
0: that? I saw one person on um, Twitter that was like making a dick of himself, being like, "This show is for everybody." I call this oh, yeah. chick a tranny, like... and then I get kicked, and then people tell me to leave. Like, fuck that! And he was just making a big yeah, dick that of himself. That guy. Yeah,
2: yeah, it wasn't that guy. This guy actually. Um, as soon as I said that, um, you know, as soon as we were all just like, "Yo, just that's not a pr- like we all know Nyla Rose is trans. Like, you're not contributing anything. Just shut up." He did. You know, when he realized that everybody around him felt that way, he was like, oh, okay, I was just trying to be funny. And we were like, yeah, it's not funny. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. And then he was good company. That's That's a
0: fantastic resolution. That's like the best way that possibly could have gone. I'm really proud of you.
2: I I mean, like, somebody (laughs) said it to him, and he was like, oh, come on, bro. And then, like, we all just kind of, like, we're just like, no. Just stop. Like, like, we, we weren't, like, yelling or anything. It was just like, that's just not even funny, man. Like, like, I'm totally cool if you want to yell, Kenny, during the Kenny match. Like, like that's fine. But, like, you know, like, the whole point is she's the first major, like, signing of, like, a trans person. And if you're trans in a technical sense, you know, you're, you're now a she by all senses except for, you know, like, just the way you were born, right? So, like, you know, that's the way you identify. And that's the bathroom you can use now except for in North Carolina. And you know everything like that. So he was
1: just yelling yeah. tranny
2: He was no, I was just like, This is not fair. That's a dude. It's you know, a fucking work.
1: Like, it's a competitive yeah, sport.
2: Exactly. Like like it's it's not It's, it's not, not fair because
1: one of the because the booker told one of them you're gonna win. That's why it's not fair. Everyone is outnumbered
0: because the one person was told specifically they were winning. <laughs> I yeah. heard this This professional wrestling isn't on the level. I'm outraged. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that. This is not fair. That one guy
1: is clearly going to win because the boss said so. Yeah
2: this is not a fair fight, she was born a dude, she's bigger, like, come on.
1: No, it's not a fair
0: fight because one person is told
2: the
1: resolution yeah.
0: is them winning. Yeah, I mean, I get the argument if we're talking, like, a- you know, leader. mixed martial Foxy arts, but... or MMA, yeah. or yeah, an yeah. actual athletic competition. Yeah, that's like going to a Cirque du Soleil show and being like, that's that's outrageous, unfair competition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, why are they why are these acrobats expected to perform the same level as those other acrobats?
0: Clearly more natural but. testosterone. Boo. Uh, <laughs> but, honestly, yeah. I, I hate it there's like a
1: clear line where we're we're treading as wrestling fans where we both have to be like accepting, but also, you know, people wanna worry about suspension of disbelief. But we're talking about the same thing where everyone loves the undertakers. Like Come on, guys! It's it's just a show. We don't have to worry about whether or not this is a legitimate fair level. Otherwise, it would be a direct weight class where everyone weighed the exact same thing, and we then we measured each other's genitals and made sure the exact same genitals are matching up. That's
0: the most important.
2: Yeah, part as prize, opposed yeah. to the junior heavyweight just Shut being a <laughs> you know, like. Heavyweight just means you're actually better and you moved up, not that you're like necessarily over a certain weight class. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: that's <laughs> dumb. That is dumb to me. To me, I if know, you're going to say it's weight. a heavyweight weight class, it's like it should have weight ramifications. Otherwise, don't even say it because that's what um, Tony Khan said about AEW. He said, We're not going to have weight classes uh, because of, of how stupid it is, and people perceive, you know, a cruiserweight isn't as good as a heavyweight when in theory, you know, they, they should be the, the, the best, you know, pound for pound in their weight class, and that's it, full stop. So, I, yeah. I hate that shit, where people are like, oh, it's heavyweight, but it's not really mean anything, and they can weigh whatever, it just means they're better than the other guys. Like, fuck that shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, what if Rey Mysterio never got a world championship because he was small? You know, like, like that's that's not wrestling. That's, like, UFC. You know, like, <laughs> this is a work. It's okay.
0: I do hate but, uh, with, um yeah. like... The idea, because you get it in a lot of wrestling these days where it's like you you have the suspension of disbelief. And in that particular scenario, John, like that's obviously fucked up because that'd be like the equivalent of of someone saying the N word or whatever, you know. But generally, I feel like that the suspension of disbelief is what you want. And then sometimes there's some fans that are like, get caught up, oh, calm down, bro, it's just a work or whatever. I've had people say that, like, I remember. Bloodsport, I think the I just first one. On
1: the yeah, That doesn't
0: work. Yeah, yeah, you fuck. But I mean, the first Bloodsport that we went to, uh, my buddy Ben and I were like really sort of getting into it, into the the suspension of disbelief and like you know booing the referee when they made a shitty call and stuff like that. And then this piece of shit behind us was like, "Guys, you do know it's fake." Well, like, excuse me, like this is the the reaction you're meant to have. During a wrestling show, you're meant to be suspending if your disbelief. If someone said
1: that to me at a show, I was like,
0: then what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, if you're here because you're, I like to go watch fake fights. Then that's a different thing. I like professional wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what an asshole, dude! Yeah, I think they were like friends of like some booker or something, and they were like being cool, name dropping and all shit. And I think they may have been somehow. Friends of friends of uh, Aubrey, the girl Hebner, um, mm-hmm. something or other. But they just got offended that I was basically shouting out that their their friend was doing a terrible job of refereeing. Um, but still, like, <laughs> fucking be part of the show, you douchebags. Like, I, I hate that. Anyone that's, like, at a wrestling show and takes a bag, oh, you know it's fake or whatever, it's like, the fuck are you on? Sorry, rant over. <laughs> yeah, rant I mean, over. she just got
1: up and left. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. Oh. This is fake. I let me get my money back. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: outraged. I'm not at a, a true sporting encounter. Bullshit. Uh, but yes, but, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, all the
0: so John, go back
1: about your party with the, all the ladies. Oh, we were not supposed to talk about that party.
0: Continue <laughs> with your other story. <laughs> oh, that's,
1: that's another
2: phone call from over there. Carry on sir yeah, sorry i mean but everybody was pretty well behaved you know uh there was there was one guy that that said some like shitty chant for just a second and like nobody even really heard what it was but everybody everybody around me started chanting fuck that guy and then all the other people that couldn't hear what he said were like who are we fucking <laughs> who <are> we fucking? <laughs> But good. like it, every it down like, to like
1: people like need the clarification for what he said and they start chanting that thing he said
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we communicate yeah, I mean, at wrestling shows, people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean like everybody was pretty well behaved and and self policing and and uh yeah, I mean it was it was it was that same type of feeling of like all in where everybody was just kind of glad to be there and support it. Um, or, you I don't know.
0: the one the, show. the one bit when I was watching that show and I was like these I thought these were going to be good cool fans but right now they're actually being really fucking trash bag pieces of shit like ignorant douchebags. the part with the the debut uh, and then the segment like all all things said the actual uh, run in attack at the end of the match the way it was done I thought it was pretty shitty uh, with the, the Super Smash Brothers where they made their debut and then mm. fucking douchebag fans. Who are you, like? Just because nobody knew who they were, though, like.
1: But here's I mean, the thing: what I what I did that did catch me because I am, and most all three of us are PWG loyalists. Like we know about Super Smash Brothers, but they haven't been on the American indie scene in a minute, so I could see how they yeah, fall like, out of favor. But still, and it's Stu like is disrespectful. Not where hang on. Sorry, Stu's on. not wearing a mask, and Uno is got a whole different look going on. They have all these fucking guys, and then finally, PWG when Trevor Lee debuted, everyone chanted "Who are you?" to him, and he within the same evening. He got over super huge. So by the end of the segment, they weren't chanting, Who are you anymore? They're more like, What the fuck is this with the big throne of motherfucking of The minions.
2: lights kept going out. And like, normally when the lights go out, something really, really big is going to happen. And well, I understand, say, the, dude,
1: the fucking the look future. of the minions thrown in fucking U- Uno with all those fucking dudes. That's. How much are those guys getting paid? Like they can't be getting paid much. So that's that's got to be like an exorbitant amount. All these guys are constantly touring with Uno.
0: I think most of them would just yeah. be marking out to be allowed backstage at the show. To be fair, <laughs>
1: just, yeah, like, are you on, are you
0: are you fat? Are you skinny fat and don't have any tattoos? We
1: need you to wear a mask and come backstage. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking egg.
2: <laughs> But I mean, I I did not recognize them until after when I just kind of got a screenshot of it and was like, oh okay, gotcha, yeah, I heard that they were bringing in Super Smash Brothers. You but did? Like, I did, uh, Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I had
1: heard, no idea that they were booked or they were signed.
2: Uh yeah, well I I heard rumblings that they were going to be signed, but it hadn't been like formally announced. So I was after I kind of looked and dug through, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But I had no idea who it was. And when the lights kept going out, man, we were expecting you know, like, uh, God knows what, like, something on the level of, like, Moxley or something, right? Mm, Yeah, I mean, mean, I thought the
0: actual way it was done was shitty. I just thought that the reaction of the fans, even if you don't know who it is, I feel like it's a very disrespectful and, and shitty thing to chant, who are you to a guy? Especially when you're meant to be a crowd that's, like, making the show better, not detracting from it. That's, like, a chant that I would expect from, like, piece of shit CZW fans in ECW Arena, you know? Yeah. I get, I, no, and I, get I definitely see
2: Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I I will High tell you mind, openly. Nobody had any idea. Like, I mean, like nobody around me, no there was not a single person who was like, "Oh, that's Super Smash Bros." Like every every single person, even the people that weren't chanting it were just still like, "Who who, who are these guys?"
1: But and at why the, same the same time, lights like Think about this. It's it's great yeah. for them because they were just the gimmick was video games. Now they're like this weird cults with like and there's no preconcept if they literally let's say those people did forget who the fuck these guys are all preconceived notions are fucking stripped away and they can start fresh with this which uh, honestly i think is one of the cooler looking gimmicks with the fucking all the minions man that's a, i was just thinking on the indie circuit getting all those guys to travel with you all times all right guys uh <laughs> yeah we're all booked on this show there's 20 of you we're splitting forty bucks, so I hope you guys understand no one's getting paid here.
0: Yeah. That's for exposure. No, I mean I'm uh, interested to see how it goes going forward, but on in the moment yeah. I was like that segment was a bit of a dud. Yeah, it was a uh, bummer. The only other one but that I thought on the entire show that I felt like was just a real thumbs down segment where I'm like, This it shouldn't be on here was the librarian skit. What did you guys think about that? Yeah. Obnoxious. It made no sense, I mean outside of it, like, you know uh, discounting the people that off. follow being the elite you know who who know the librarian gimmick, but even even if you know that just the way it was done, it was I don't know, just screamed like fake, phony, bad comedy, I don't know, wasn't a fan, wasn't a fan
2: yeah it was, I mean it was kind of weird you know i I was surprised that they didn't do anything like quick back to um, the segment a lot place. It just, it just seemed a little out of place. But, and, but I think, and one of the things, I had to check my expectations because the whole show, I kept finding myself trying to compare it to being at All In. And I was finding myself, like, until I checked myself, like, not being satisfied. Well, uh, so so all said and
0: done, this versus All In, I actually thought this was a better show than All In. What do you guys think?
2: I think All In was a better show to be being live at both. I think All In just had this magic in the air, which Double or Nothing had some. But I, one of the things that I had to remind myself is All In was supposed to be this one time only contained thing. And, and it is. It is. It's not an A to show. This was a show where they are setting things up for the future. They were not trying to pull all their stops out. You know, for example, I was depressed that Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janela were both in the in the battle oh, Royal no. because I wanted to see them have a, a hardcore match together or something like that. But I had to remind myself that they have to have continuity and they have to, they can't blow their wad all on one show, right? Like they have to, to build and make you want to watch the next show. And I think that they, when you, when you remind yourself of that, and when you separate the two shows as two entirely different, you know, companies, if you will, um, you know, it, I, I had a, a very, very good time um all in i think was more fun to be at just because it was um it was wild man but this was this was like a pay-per-view of a new company
0: Mm, i feel like it's almost like comparing the first one night stand to the second one night stand yes
2: right yeah exactly where one was like
0: a celebration and you know i guess this isn't necessarily the nostalgia element but it's still just a celebration you know we're fucking here and this moment and this is everything whereas the next one it's like more setting things up for the future you're right right uh
1: i see it like uh all in was you know their opportunity to just you know be excess you know just go all out and do all kinds of cool things that don't matter that don't necessarily need to have a payoff in the long run and 100 percent, the new show the new pay-per-view i think is a better show like
0: in all all. like like the best match on this show which to me uh dustin versus cody i didn't think there was anything on all in that could touch that match
1: yep and uh with the what they set up for the future uh if you came out of this show knowing that mgf mjf if you didn't know him this guy is clearly incredibly entertaining it's set to be the future um they made uh, adam page clearly it's like uh barry windham style stone cold baby face that Mm -hmm. you know you can easily get behind so i i think they set the the pace for the future plus for the most part, I think all the matches were fucking great. Um, yep. I, I loved what
0: they did with Jericho, like setting up Jericho and actually having him beat Kenny. I feel like that was the right decision, even though I think a lot of people were, were maybe a little bit surprised by that. I
1: think the finish was just sudden, which really shocked people, but it, that's the new move is meant to be kind of like a sudden, a sudden game ender. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Last the fucking. The, I even really. I, the Battle Royal I thought was one of the funnest and most entertaining battle royals i ever saw with the concept alone plus everyone got highlighted the only thing i would say it kind of fucked up is some of the camera work missed some of the key spots of shit that was going on but There's outside so of that
2: on. i couldn't miss it or i couldn't it, catch all. it was a yeah, little there slot
1: was so, there was so much going on and if mm. you didn't know who the guys were them coming out at five at a time didn't necessarily let you know who they really were per se yeah
0: I, yeah, I thought that probably wasn't. I, I like, I dug the concept when I first heard it, but then actually watching it in practice, I was like, this isn't as good because, like, it, it you one of the best things about battle royals like that is when the guy comes out, each each guy gets a bit yeah. of a spotlight. Whereas this, the guys aren't getting a spotlight because they're just in a, a group of other dudes. But I
1: did like, I did like it. That the guys, what kind of happened from it is like people fighting before they even got to the ring. Like, say. Guy got his ass kicked on the outside before he made the ring. People might even forget he's in the match and he might show up at the end. Like there's so much fun that mm. could actually come from the concept. But they really need it, especially when people are being introduced, who the fuck are these guys? Like focus on them. Say yeah. this is this motherfucker. This is this motherfucker. Like uh yeah. Mm. I I I was okay because or you guys were okay because you knew who all these fuckers were. But if you're new to the company, yeah, you're not hard. gonna know who fucking Sonny Kiss is.
0: Yeah, if you're like the the lapsed fan that they're trying to bring back, and you're watching this, I, I think that that Battle World probably didn't didn't serve those fans the best. And I was really yeah, let's just into all agree the
1: Sunny Kiss, straight man or not, has one of the greatest butts in the history of the world. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Even straight boys got to shout. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I. I I don't know. I, when I watched this battle royal and I was like I think they was talking about all the one of their, their big four pay per views or whatever, we're always gonna have a battle royal. I watched this one and I'm like, I don't think you want a battle royal like this on every one of your major shows. Maybe once a year, but I'm I'm pretty over these battle royals by this point.
1: That's why I thought it was fun. I I'm not a big fan of battle royals in general, because they're always They're always
0: gonna the be shitty. Same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like cage matches. Cage matches are pretty much at, in this day and age now we all see them are just plotting, guys pushing each other, grading each other against things, like it's just a lot of shoving. Uh, yeah. This, nowadays some things the matches are that's why they're trying to reinvent the fucking battle royal with this fucking wild card concept. I don't know. I you I know dug the one it, but I can see I how that
0: I thought was the perfection of like tweaking the, the Battle Royal Royal Rumble concept and who actually did that the fucking best. First ever uh Aztec warfare match in Lucha Underground. You guys see that? I thought you
1: were gonna say the reverse battle royal where they threw the guys into the ring.
0: <laughs> Fuck. No. <laughs> that was TNA, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I think that was a Russo thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I knew no, that I Bat- didn't, Lucha didn't Lucha but...
0: No, no, that that I'd, Lucha Underground did that fucking good. In general I hate battle royals and Royal Rumbles, like they're, they're a bit passe. Uh, yeah apart from that like what well, were your main any any big takeaways from the show and this was awesome i mean i thought the emotion in that that dustin cody match the blood just the overall everything in it was was just perfect i was so happy for for dustin i think a lot of people were like what the fuck are they putting him in this main you know spotlight position in this first show of this new, young hip company but hit it out of the park man i thought it was perfect oh Still there, Jeremy? Everyone's what? gone quiet.
1: I, I stepped away for a second because you guys were talking. I went to grab a, a beverage.
0: Oh, I see. I uh, think John the went moment I walked, you guys throw to me. <laughs> no, no. Um, what are we speaking of? We're speaking of those. Just, dust- I was oh, just, the- jizzing over, yeah, that blood fest. Um, but yeah, anything well, really. That-
1: Let's ask you this, John. Uh, on. Pay per view, we could clearly see how badly this gig was because it started pouring so much so quickly. I actually got nervous for Dustin, and I actually, at a point in time, it looked like maybe he himself was concerned. Did that like come off in the live experience? Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, people were chanting, Fight Forever, and then people countered that chant with, Don't bleed out, though.
1: Oh my fucking god!
2: I don't know if that picked up on camera. It was five no, four. It's it all bleed out. Like awesome. I mean, like because wow. like, that's what wow. Dusty did. You know, like Dusty would bleed a lot. Yeah. and uh, and you you know that he was just smiling down, man. Like like
1: they, I the only gusher I've seen that bad for what Dustin did was fucking Eddie.
0: I was thinking the Eddie one, or maybe like Jay Briscoe. In that, that ROH one. Oh,
1: the, uh, the age of the fall angle?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, John, you. dropped out. I think he's gone back underwater.
1: I, I think I'm he here. might be. Oh, dude, all of a sudden you were buried underwater and it was, that's why I started talking. You were, like, dropped out completely. Uh, Are you moving around? Because uh, this is what it sounds I like. Know. I was like, all of a sudden. Know. Earlier I was. I've been <laughs> 16. That's what we're hearing. Better? You're better now, John.
2: Carry on. I mean, I'm, I'm not moving at
1: all. No, you're moving. I can tell your lips are moving because that's how you speak. Stop moving. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, guys, one of the things I want to touch on with the Battle Royal because I didn't like the intro concept, but I thought one thing that they did that killed it Orange Cassidy was in a group of five, but. He walked so slow to the ring that he came out. It was 20 seconds. He was not 20 seconds. He was in a group of five, but he just was walking from the back so slow oh, that he didn't so even turn through the.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch you know. that at all watching on TV, but that is fucking awesome, man.
2: Yeah, it's because he was just <laughs> from the locker room in the back the whole time. And when you real think slow about it, like, that I mean. Tunnel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he he executes his gimmick extremely well, and and I mean everybody loved it. Like I mean everybody that hadn't really watched him, because I think he he had his big breakout this media year. I feel like you know he worked a lot, <laughs> really impressed a lot of people that had only really heard about him, and everybody was impressed with what he was doing. But the people that had watched him before kind of picked up on that, and, and uh, like I think that that made the whole entrance thing worth it the way they did it. Yeah. So you know, props to Orange Cassidy. He is, he's,
1: he's great. So also, I'm a tangerine Cassidy guy. Uh, what's <laughs> that?
0: I'm a tangerine Cassidy guy. Let's see what you did there. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a, it's I'm so a I'm a Mandarin fire. Cassidy guy over here. No,
1: did, Joey came
0: out as Tangerine Cassidy. You guys didn't see that shit? Oh, I remember that now. I didn't. A couple shows get back. Name. It was yeah, on the the GCW Joey. show, right?
1: Oh yeah, no! It was I the ICW. No wait, ICW. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, New York one.
1: Yeah, Joey Janela came out as Tangerine Cassie and all the gear, and he did the, the the same shtick. It was pretty great. If you didn't like Orange Cassie's gimmick, you probably hated it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I loved Orange Cassie,
2: man. I every single time I've seen him, I mean, he's super impressive.
0: You would think the gimmick would get a bit one-dimensional over time, but every time he pops me on something that he does, so.
2: Yeah. That's great, yeah. Mm. Like, when he will take his hands out of his pockets for, like, three minutes.
0: Well, that's where he gets his power, you, you know? It... Yeah. You think it's, it's going to a... as I'm as I'm
1: talking to you guys, all of a sudden, uh, a hands gif of pockets? Orange Cassidy versus Jervis popped up on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Look at i uh, those kicks. It's... Laying those kicks in,
0: man. <laughs> um, so, from the TV presentation, I wanted to uh, put over... I loved the the look of it. I heard some people who were like saying the production was was you know shit. Like I have no idea what the fuck they were smoking because I thought it, it looked big time. Um, I, I my favorite part was there were a lot of things that I thought felt like the the awesome big time uh, visual vibes of, of watching WCW. I always thought WCW did a better job of of creating that sports like atmosphere uh, with the way that they filmed and their production than the the fucking shitty. Kevin Dunn bullshit over at WWE and I I felt like that was definitely a vibe which apparently they had um the actual WCW uh head of production um heading shit up so I guess that that is the reason for that and the overall commentary I thought the commentary was was fucking incredible um I think a lot of people were they weren't sure about JR. Yeah, I heard a lot of people, I don't know about this, using JR for this new hot product. But I thought JR was fucking awesome. I thought Excalibur was the perfect um, complement to JR. Um, and uh, you can't say any bad things about Excalibur. He just did so great. And then I actually really liked um, the the third man in the booth, uh, Alex uh, he He kind of did a bit of a... Mike Tanay type of a thing where he'd lay out and then he'd sort of come in with these little quips and these little like anecdotes and stories and like personality insights and things like that, which I I thought was awesome. So overall, I think just the overall sports feel of the commentary, the production uh, was amazing. I I love that there's no fucking bullshit over the top heel commentator. I think that's a dumb trope in wrestling that we don't need anymore. Um, I I loved it. What do you guys think? Or more Jeremy. Jeremy, what did you think? Because I guess John couldn't see or hear this since he was there in person.
1: I liked Excalibur. I thought the commentary was fucking shit, dude, honestly. JR JR was okay for the most part. He did his best he could. But the other guy was
0: god-awful, dude. Like, he... You, did, just like you didn't get, like, the Mike Tenet type of vibe where he's, he's not necessarily no, I got, there? And... I got
1: Scott Hudson kind of vibes. <laughs>
0: Scott
1: Hudson vibes. <laughs> I, I, it was terrible, dude. Like, he was just, at one point he interjected, uh, Aja Kong's father left her. I popped for very, that.
0: Yeah. I thought that we were I, watching I, that. I was watching that with my buddies. To, I was like, wait, I did not know that. Oh. Why do we need to know that? I think it it adds, it gives you the reason why she's such a, a badass, you know, it's father issues. That's that's what's going on here. Get the fuck out of here. That was so ridiculous,
1: <laughs> it was so depressing all of a sudden. Yeah, Aja Kong's dad left her as a as a young child. That's really affected her to this day. I'm like, what the
0: hell are you bringing the groups down, bro? Uh, that is where we differ. I want more of that in my wrestling. I want weird personality insights. No, I he... don't mind <laughs> positive personality traits. With like,
1: yeah, uh, this is, uh, Paulie. Whatever. His dad died from a terrible car accident when they were when he was very young. It's. it's like,
0: what? We don't need that kind of babyface inspiration. Hey, if we only give, like, positive affirmation shit, you know, positive affirmation shit with people who are just, like, good, well-rounded people do not end up in wrestling, sir. You have to be some sort of fucked up to be in wrestling, so that's what we need. Aja Kong sure does like fun. Do you know no, Aja so- Kong actually graduated from college? I know, it's- <laughs> the guy like was silent forever.
1: All of a sudden, he has to bring down the whole group. No. There was a couple of times, like uh, the one of the best was he he randomly brought up some football reference to Jr. And then both both Excalibur and Jr. No soul. They didn't respond
0: at all. It was great. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, I heard it. Sound. You're underwater again. You're underwater. John. Get out of that water.
2: <laughs> yeah. Primary. I heard he did more of the work.
0: Yes. At
1: one point d- during it, they were going to throw to the next segment, and Jr. was clearly lost, looking at the paper. Excalibur on camera, audibly and visually, started laughing at Jr. It was great.
0: They had like <laughs> a really cool chemistry. I thought, like they had like a bit at of a the end, like the second half of the show for sure. And and any time you got a, a crew like this working together for the first time, there's gonna be some some bumps and shit. But overall. I thought it was it was great, and I'm very excited for that team going forward. I wouldn't I wouldn't change a, a bit of it, and I think yeah, uh, some of those true. things you said about yeah. Marvez, I think he'll get better because because this is his first time actually doing commentary uh, other than just doing prep work for this um, in the past. So I think give give him a bit of a break for a first time. I think he did pretty well. He'll and... go down as the hog of. A-I-A-W. What was Are you putting down the hog of ROH, <laughs> sir? He... <laughs> oh Yes, sir indeed. No way. Greatest commentator of all time. <laughs> Slap that poor like they are right. Like, we need a guy who
1: likes football and is southern, like Jim Ross. Let's get Hog.
0: Oh, I loved loved Mike Hodgewood. I thought of he was fantastic. He died recently, sir. Come on, let's. I'm not trying to. <laughs> he was a gen- <laughs> fine enough man. <laughs> oh, I can stand it. How do you get a better catchphrase than slap the porpoise? This one's over. Come on. Uh-
2: <laughs> <laughs> now I heard redeemed himself with the call of Moxley coming.
0: Oh yeah, I got chills on that, bro. Like that I that everything cool. about it. Uh, Here comes well, with Moxley, Moxley with it, a sparkle
1: it, it, it in felt his like eye. So WWE, it felt like a WWE moment because it was Dean Ambrose with Jim Ross calling it. Like
0: well, it felt it, like uh, a good, heart- good WWE moment. Like you wouldn't get that oh, WWE 100%. moment in the last like decade. Fuck no. Yeah, but that's a different story, I guess. But, yeah, overall, I thought fucking oh, incredible.
2: Well, guys, it was lit when Moxley, when Moxley showed up. And he came down through the crowd, all la S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Yeah, yeah. He went they, right by Josh. Yeah, they showed that on the latest episode of Being the Elite, like him sort of standing at the the side door waiting for his spot through the Jericho promo and then, like, sort of getting ramped up and then, like, actually hitting the door and going out. It was actually a really cool um, visual to see the other side of it.
2: Was he in a suite or something?
0: No, no, he's just sort of waiting in the the you know the hallway bit where you they open up the stairs and then he goes. I uh, open the door to the stairs and then he goes into the arena
1: and corridor that we would go through, but like since everyone's in the arena, no one's yeah.
0: hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, really cool. Awesome. I thought it was yeah, so well done.
1: Back. We might have to make this at a double and nothing only show because we're getting long and I man, it's I got to hit the bed fucking soon
0: hit that bed too. <laughs> uh so i thought that was awesome i did want to address the the twitter things of recently that sort of came out of this show um it, it was a weird fucking thing where the everyone being so excited for aew and like you know fuck this fucking you know ww shit that we've had to put up with for so long this is an alternative this is fucking awesome fucking bravo On the bandwagon, which is, is, to me, great. That's fucking what you want out of this. And then we have all of Uh these, like, lame wads, these fucking nerds saying, oh, boo, no, support all wrestling. You know, real wrestling fan would still support WWE. They're going to support AEW. Everyone can like all sorts of wrestling. It's fucking PC fucking bullshit. Like... I got so cross. I got so cross on that bullshit. All these people said those type of fans, you know, those type of fans that are gonna throw WWE under the bus. Like fuck you, you know. Like, like support all wrestling? No, fuck that. Support good wrestling. Like if you've got this trash bag fucking promotion that like doesn't even respect its own fans, people should be able to be excited about the the alternative. And like, like people, these people do not do they not remember the nineties? Like the fucking best part about being a wrestling fan in the nineties was being all behind your favorite company like like for me it was ecw like i was like fuck yeah ecw fuck these other pieces of shit ecw all the way like that was one of the most fun parts about being a wrestling fan and now people are trying to paint that that approach that that you know uh the turf war side of wrestling of being a wrestling fan make that a bad thing like i i was like fucking bewildered by this bullshit what did you guys okay think?
1: okay dude i agree and disagree The re- i agree that you should be all about the company that you're dedicated to. There's, there's no reason why somebody shouldn't say, my favorite wrestling product is such and such, and be all about that. But also at the same time, as a wrestling fan, we should be encouraging and be happy that all these companies do well. The only situation here is, unfortunately, one of the companies in this scenario is the evil corporation WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as, as much as you want to be, like, all-inclusive and supportive, we're talking about the company that may or may not tried to get Ashley Massaro to cover up her rape. We're talking about... The a company, company that, that basically may
0: may supported Donald Trump's presidential campaign and yes. put those dollars in his <laughs> pocket.
1: Know, the same company that won't let guys get out of their contract because maybe they were injured for a couple months. We're talking about the same company... We could go on for days. The fucking Saudi Arabia <laughs> shit? Ugh. Yeah. It's hard to pay favoritism and try to say, let's be equal for everybody when one of them is the WWE. But I am all about, like, man, if you like wrestling, like wrestling. You should not be like, hey, I like AEW so fuck WWE. You can say fuck WWE for all those other reasons I just mentioned. <laughs> but there's no reason to pit wrestling versus wrestling just for the sake of doing so i I mean the
0: only part that i'll sort of give it a little bit into i hate the idea of like it's better for everyone the more wrestlers that are employed uh around the world like fucking good you know you no one should ever be like oh i fucking hate that product i hope they go out of business you know that's that's like fucking not constructive at all evil but at the same time Evil motherfuckers. And the whole time I was reading this, I was also reading all of the Ashley Masaro stuff and it was like people are, are being like, Come on, give WWE a chance while you're reading about them like fucking covering up her gang rape and sodomization. I like... feel
1: almost targeted because you know I definitely have like said <laughs> <laughs> hey, co-host, without mentioning your name, I'm going to bring this up. No, <laughs> no yeah. it almost
0: just felt like a bit of a rift, you know, with with different side yeah. of it, it on, on, on Twitter. And those things are interesting because, like, you can you can see either point, but you never really get to have a dialogue with them because it's just sure. going to turn into a fucking bullshit Twitter argument, which is not conducive to anything. So I think it's cool to be able yeah. to have, you know, people on different sides of that be able to to sort of, you know, talk a little bit about it on a podcast like this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it we all have to agree that wrestling is great and that wrestling should thrive but also WWE is pretty shitty as far as a company and a product a lot of the time but hey <laughs> no one should be forced to like something they don't like so I agree with that 100%. Nice. Yeah,
2: I mean, I I support WWE in that they want to that they should try to like improve their product through competition or just being better people. If you saw the last week tonight episode like you know, like I, uh, I support competition, but that doesn't mean that I want to watch it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think that's what where people should draw. Like, like you don't necessarily have to actively work against the WWE or voice how they should go on that business. You can support all wrestling by simply like saying, "Hey, this is the thing I like." No need to detract from the other thing. But yeah, it's it's clearly true that the WWE is evil. I love this evil company, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's evil
0: I love my my memories of it before I sort of worked out exactly what it was, so I like the that sort of childhood nostalgia of it, but i've I've completely separated myself from having any want to support them in any way into the future but i mean that's that's just me I mean, what do you see. guys think going? You guys watched that last week tonight sorry. John, did you guys watch did John Stewart,
1: that Stewart one. Tonight? You guys are talking over each other, right? Yeah, Man. It's um... hard for anybody to understand. I think what John was asking is John is saying, Hey, did you watch that last week tonight? I did. And I'm like, I Yeah, did, John. I, did. I thought it was great. Yeah,
2: but I sorry, I have the phone away from my face so that you can hear me, but
1: Well, you shouldn't, so because it. we need you to talk into the phone. Put it <laughs> by your face, John. What are you doing? <laughs>
2: When I do that, you say I'm swimming underwater or bobbing for apples or some shit.
1: <laughs> you need—I think you're gonna need to invest in a microphone and a headset. Hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Is that what you're rocking?
1: Uh, yeah, I got the
0: Yeti, the Yeti uh,
1: blue microphone. It's pretty dope. Okay.
0: I got a, a headset. Dude, I, honestly,
1: I, I want to carry on longer, but if if I don't get to bed soon, I will be hating life tomorrow. John is. I believe, two hours ahead of me, so he will be as well. Yikes. Christopher, let's yeah. do some plugs.
0: Buddy. Yeah, yeah. I did want to ask, last thing on this show, though, it was a bit of a point where some people thought it was bad, some people thought it was great. The uh, break in the throne. Where do we sit on that one? Loved it. I, I
2: thought it was, I, I thought they had
0: been very professional up to that point with
2: not um, directly attacking WWE. but And that was definitely a shots fired type of thing. But oh, it thought like, Cody point. hated
1: chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the same
2: point, I, I, I kind of liked it, though. I was like, ooh, wow, shit's getting dark. Like, <laughs> let, let's see what happens.
1: You, you think, I personally can agree that, objectively, it was corny as fuck. <laughs> but, at the same time, That's so awesome. was WWE showing up to the WCW in a little Jeep tank uh, with <laughs> DX attacking Like. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about wrestling, where men fight in their underpants. Silly shit happens. Yeah, that was kind of silly, but it was Cody making his statement. Like, it, I think it makes sense for what AEW was doing to have some sort of message like that. Like, you need that, to me. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's a fucking all the arms. It's like this is us versus them, which company-wise is fine. Fan base. You could do that too if you want to. I don't think it necessarily needed, but company wise, yeah, they need to make it us or them. Like they definitely need to. Yeah. I, I stated on Twitter that I don't think the WWE was gonna respond immediately, and they clearly didn't. Like they ended the show main evented by Baron Corbin. Like nothing was any different. There was more silly. If anything, more it was
0: one of the worst shows they ever presented, which was kind of funny. Yeah. But they did name it's drop like, A.E.W. W- yes, that I honestly felt
1: like it was them saying, Oh we're pushing this Sammy gimmick where Sammy will say anything. And it almost made it like, look at us do some crazy shit by Sammy saying AEW, which took the balls and all the legs and out. they've
2: already ended
1: it out. That I also also felt like it was, again, more them saying, oh, let's exercise this whole concept that Sammy Zane's doing this gimmick where he'll say anything. And them yeah. just playing into our paranoia.
0: People do forget when they think <laughs> oh. that they think that um, AEW was being tawdry and, oh, why would they throw stones? It was Triple H that started this with that fucking bullshit at the Hall of Fame. Like, let's it's not forget about comment. that.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I thought the moment was great. Yeah. I think it was, It was like, all I you have it. to look at is did it get a pop in the building? And people went fucking crazy when he did that. And I think yeah, that's it at the end of the day. Yeah. And and like to me, one of the best parts about WCW and ECW was the fact that they they created a, a divide and they they did you know bury the you know WW out and and like that's what you want you want to create that rah rah fucking let's get behind this new thing um so yeah I I think as much as people are complaining saying unprofessional blah, blah 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 no I thought it was perfect
1: the other gripe I didn't yeah. like is them uh, people bitching about aw or cody in the angle claiming that he was out to kill the attitude arrow but has gold dust on the show and tommy dreamer on the show it's like dude let's not pretend this isn't what it is these are tommy is clearly a nostalgia pop we got fucking glaciers and like these are staples of wrestling that's not going back to the attitude era that's everyone's brought some nostalgia act to pop everybody. Like it's nothing out of the ordinary.
0: And like the, the attitude, everything was mainly just like a part of Cody's promo building the food. Exactly. With Dustin. Like, so
1: yeah. People get over yourselves. Lordy B. Mm-hmm. John. Yeah. How did you enjoy your weekend in total? That's why I really want to know. Yeah. When you left the weekend, you had a good time in more ways than one things that won't be mentioned on the show. But uh <laughs> what, what was your out when you left the weekend, how did you feel? Did you sometimes you know you'll go home, you're like, man, I shouldn't have spent all that money, but was this one worth it?
2: Uh oh uh, yeah, it was absolutely worth it. It was it was great until I had to check out of my hotel, but I had about three hours to kill before I had to go to the airport. And oh. for a while and it was like I like lost money and then I made it up and then I got fifty bucks up. And then in the last 15 minutes, I lost, like, $200. <laughs> 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 but,
0: but I also okay. found a on the ground at a CBS. So like, oh. I, so you only Very left a nice. hundred down.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and maybe not even that. Uh, yeah, I, I had a good time, man. I, uh... <laughs> I went to a topless pool party at, at the most famous strip club in Las Vegas Ooh, where nice. it was like a day part, you know, they're big on pool parties there and I, uh, the all the girls were just like hanging out in the pool and playing like, like, you know, pool volleyball with everybody, but they were all topless and so that was cool. And then, um, actually I, there was a girl that, um, I spent some money on there at the club that, uh. She was a, a porn star that I recognized from my, my younger days of maybe four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, much so much younger. And, and remember, too, I was like, I feel like you look familiar. And she's like, oh, I just moved to Vegas. It's the first day I worked in And I'm like, well, that's what they all say. And she's like, no, literally, I just moved here from, from Los Angeles. And I'm like, well, I've recommended you somewhere. And she's like... Oh, porn uh,
1: you recognize me from when you had your dick in your hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what she said.
2: And That's why when that. I saw
1: Remy LaCroix at PWG, like there was no way I was walking over to like, are you Remy LaCroix? <laughs> like, it's Clearly, it's like, hey, I've jerked off to you. <laughs> Can you Sorry. confirm that you are that person that for some reason when your clothes are on, I still remember what you look like?
0: Oh, my friend is a big fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> All right, let's plug away. I'm going to
0: pass out. All right, plugs, plugs, plugs. John, what you got
1: plugging? People need to follow John Kraft. People, what, what's going
0: on with you?
2: Jcraft901 on Twitter and JC901303 on the Insta. It's pretty much all I do.
1: Now you got to promote something cool that you like outside of wrestling that's random, something you've been enjoying lately, maybe a food, a product, a television show. Give it to us.
2: Yeah, so I just moved uh, on the other side of town next to my favorite restaurant. I found it because I said, who has the best Thai restaurant in Denver? It's called U.S. Thai. They have five levels of heat, and it starts with mild, then it goes to mild plus. If you try to order medium from them, they'll ask you if you've ever had mild plus there before. And (laughs) if you say no, they will not let you order medium. That's awesome. And every so often, I will order medium, and I regret it. I have to, like heat it up a couple days later after it's cooled down. So I've been eating a lot of Pad Thai lately. Shout out to them. They literally are so busy that you will call the place a to-go order, and it'll ring for three minutes, and it'll go to a voicemail saying, we're not taking to-go orders right now.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Five Levels of Heat is an amazing tag team name, by the way. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a local tag team up here God. that's called uh, Four Minutes know. of Heat but five, five levels of heat would be a great tag
2: team name. Four minutes of heat is what my ex-girlfriend used to come to there.
0: hey Hey! <laughs> that was before the Mexican Viagra, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Call back! Now nah, nah, was, was four hours of heat
1: and going to the doctor because <laughs> the thing was supposed to go down by.
2: <laughs> nah, that's all I got. What do you guys got? Uh, um, all right, I, well, I am
1: James Vanderbeek on Facebook, Twitter, Oh, actually, the Facebook, I'm not using so much. Let's just do Twitter and Instagram. James Vanderbeek. J A I M S Vanderbeek. If you need a t shirt design or anything, let me know. And for cool shit, cool shit, cool shit. Think. Okay. Uh, if you have not, I'm sure this is, I think it kind of went viral, so I'm not blowing anybody's lids off right here. But the uh, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco special, Bash Brothers by Ooh. Lonely Island on Netflix, you have to watch it. It's like a, a movie. Uh, with a bunch of music videos linked together. They called it a visual poem, but it's about the famous duo of Jose Canseco
0: and Mike McGuire playing baseball for the Athletics in the 80s. And Ooh. it's amazing. I've heard good God, things about it. that. But I need to get on that.
1: Get on it.
0: All right, and from me, uh, at Chris Things on Twitter and Instagram, mostly Instagram, all of the rad wrestling art stuff, uh, check it out, buy some prints, uh, support me. Let me know if you want a custom commission of some kind. That can happen too. All of those things at Chris ChrisThings. Um, my, my personal recommendation for the week, uh, the other week I went to a, a music concert in fact, at uh, a couple of suburbs over. It was a small little kind of place, but it was a dude called Cedric Burnside, and he is a fucking amazing blues musician uh, from over over your way, um, that side of the pond, and he fucking blew me away, man, like, between his acoustic stuff and then, like, his actual, like, uh, electric plugged-in stuff. Like, it got, like, kind of vibes of... Um, like just so much amazing like retro soul kind of music and I, I love all of that shit um and yeah just blew my mind cedric burnside check him out especially if he's coming to a, a town near you would recommend yep, yep yep
1: now also time to plug the social suplex but not the show we were previously promoting that is no longer <laughs> on the network right chris
0: thank you for holding me accountable sir uh, <laughs> yes, <fair. laughs> apparently for the last like couple i don't know we're talking weeks or months here but i've been <laughs> i've been pu- uh, plugging shows that are not even part of this network anymore uh i'm so... actually
1: on competitive
0: networks
1: yeah. so, <laughs> <over> other shows, <laughs> other podcasts.
0: so i will no longer be plugging wilfred watches and omega luke last one yeah. last one you guys are out Get out of here. Our,
1: our previous promotions, we were bullshitting before. That we I don't know why we were selling you a false set of goods. They suck.
0: <laughs> I have deleted them from my line of plug notes. So I'll only plug the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, within that, One Nation Radio, Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, the All Elite Show, Keeping It Strong Style, and of course, grown men watch this shit. You can find oh, yeah. all of that at socialsluplex.com and uh, follow us at GrownMenPod on the Twitter. Boom. Thanks thanks for joining us, Jonathan.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Always love to be here. Thanks, John. We a love talk. you. next time I travel.
1: Love you too, Mwah. guys. Get thrifty, ladies and germs. Bye.